Welcome to the Wealth Edit Podcast, a place where talking about finances is only polite. We talk to women and hear the stories behind how they have built their beautiful lives, whether that be inside or outside the home. I'm Emily Lassiter, and on this show, Lauren and I interview Helen Owen. Helen is one of our favorite repeat guests. On this episode with Helen, she talks through some valuable, thoughtful budgeting practices she has developed over the years. We are so grateful to share her wisdom with our listeners. Okay, everybody, thanks for being on with us with our favorite person, Helen. She's going to give us a lot of information today that's going to help us. Um, what we've asked her to do today, because she comes on about once a month. So if you received the most recent reminder from the Wealth Edit, you're going to see that on there, there is there are some attachments. These are Helen's attachments. And what we're going to do, um, hold on, I noticed, hold on, I'm going to see. Um, Sinova doesn't, didn't have calculations. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks. Um, thanks, Carrie. Carrie's amazing. Um, great member. So Helen, if you'll just, now that we have your spreadsheets, if you'll just kind of walk us through as much as you can, maybe going in the order of priority in your mind, cause that's really what helps us. Um, so this is going to be more of a how to session in our Instagram post, we went through and sent you the audio of her previous podcast. So if you listen today, if there's something that you missed, make sure you go back and listen to those podcasts because they're really, really good. So Helen, thank you again for being on today. Sure. Um, so I guess doing the nuts and bolts of this, I want to say, first of all, the best thing about your behavior and your habits is that they can be changed. And that's just true all the way through life. So if you start out with the big budget, this it's called the spending plan adult 101. Do y'all have that? Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's very simple. Really, it's mostly about you changing your mind and that you want to do this. You're going to be brave about it. At the end, I'm going to tell you my saving the tiger story. But so let's just go into this. Um, basically, the first column gross monthly income for you to get on a budget. Now this is how much money are you bringing in and how much money are you sending out? Which if you've heard my podcast before, you know that I believe if you have 10 cents, you really should only spend nine cents. You've got to be in that category. So you've got your, what all's coming in? Your, you have a salary, interest on some dividends, other dividends other kind of income like gifts or scholarships or whatever, that's your gross monthly income. And then the whole rest of the page is what's coming out of that. So you have one column that says $10 and then all of this other column, everything, the bottom of that column in the next four through 15, you've got to plug in those numbers and then add it up and hopefully you have you have total living expenses is less than your total monthly income that's it's just basic i do have a couple of things i want to add to this budget though that i have tweaked over the last year one is if you have an exterminator um how much is that a month like 25 or 30 dollars a month add that and also if you belong to any kind of club and that includes a gym, a club, a women's club, whatever. 
what are the do's and if it's a place that you can go and you spend money like buying a drink or a smoothie or whatever lunch you've got to estimate how much are you spending a month at that club so that's do's and what do you think you might spend so that's that's it so you've got to add it all up and i tell you something here's the hard part you've got to also look at your yearly savings that's the next page and there are 12 categories that i've written and if you have insurance that's due once a year or you want to have a christmas fund or any of those charitable giving car tags work-related fees that come once a year then you've got to add all that up divide it by 12 and that amount goes into this budget does that's that make that sense blue, that when she's talking about the yearly that, that's that blue attachment that turquoise blue right yes so there it is um so you've got to plan ahead for those things so that all of a sudden your uh let's see what's my favorite one well let's say that your taxes are due on a specific piece of you know property taxes or whatever and it comes due once a year i don't want you to just all of a sudden go oh my gosh it's totally blown i don't have the money because if you've done what I said, add up all the yearly savings that you have to have, divide by 12 and put it in the monthly, then you just go to that one of these monthly living expenses. One of the numbers is going to say money collected for yearly bills. Mm -hmm. And that I'm sure somewhere in that one to 12 in the yearly savings budget list, you can plug in whatever you're going to have to so then you, the money is there. And that's one of my biggest things is save the money, have the money for whatever you need to spend it on. And then if it's something fun, like I have down here vacations and you've saved the money and you're gonna go say to the Bahamas or something, then you look in that category and you've got money saved. So go spend it, have a great time. Mm -hmm. That's it. Now, I'm gonna end this little tirade about how you divide up and take money away from what you have by saying if you do all this and it comes up that you don't have enough money to cover your expenses and that means yearly savings and all of these things that are on this then you got to make a big decision one can be well i'm going to have to look for that other job i've talked about looking for two would be I might have to get a second job. And I know lots of people have done that. To make this brave, this is, I'm asking you to be brave and own it and get yourself straight money-wise because then everything in your life tends to straighten out once that is straightened. And a lot of times relationships fall apart because the money's messed up. So you might have to get a second job. You might have to move. You might be in a house you can't afford or an apartment you can't afford and you might have to go to a lesser expensive place. You've got to find a way to cut. You may have to get out of the club you're in, but you've got to find these creative ways to add, take away from your expenses to fit in under your, the amount of money that's coming in. And those are some hard things, but you know what? Just buck up and be brave and do it.
that's a good word. And okay, so tell us what else. So, um, so it, some of us might be feeling like if we have to get out of our club or our, you know, house that we might actually die. <laughs> I get it. Listen, <laughs> I actually die or what will happen? Hell. <laughs> I, you know, I see people at my house all the time, Lauren, and I had a couple recently that was so out of touch with what the reality was that by the time they, all they did was what I just told you. They went through this blue sheet. How much money do you have coming in? How much money is going out? And they were so far off that we decided they, they were going to have to get a loan to bridge the gap of finding a new job in a new career and possibly downsizing. They had a house out near Indian Springs and they, I don't know how much it was worth. I've sold real estate for a hundred years. I am retired, but I know that it would have some value. And when they left here, I mean, they were pretty shell shocked. However, I'm going to go back to if you can be brave enough to face what's, what is the reality here? And are you just, are you going to get or live a lifestyle that you can't afford? Because let me tell you what that's robbing you of. You may get the better car or the bigger house on the street you want, but your life is going to pay a price for the fact that you've overextended and you're not being real and true to yourself about what is this real situation, which takes me into um, my saving the tiger. That's what was um, this session was named. And it's because when my mother was dying of cancer, which I'm correlating with being in trouble money wise or being in trouble in your marriage, you can, you can put this into any kind of category that's not going exactly the way you want. But my mother was dying a terrible death of cancer and I kept just fighting it like it's we'll get another doctor we'll find some new medicine where the sitters are quitting on us and we didn't want to go to it and just go down the list of what ought to be going on and with that and I my husband who's fabulous just took me by the shoulders one day and said let me tell you something sister it is time for you to wake up and face the tiger so what let the tiger eat you alive just let it eat you up and then what is left is who's going to deal with what the reality is. So let's transfer. And, and as an aside, it helped me so much because I just finally went, what am I doing? I'm going to face the fact that she may not have very long to live. I'm going to do the best I can with the information and money that I have. And I was able to start looking at what was truly happening. All right. So let's switch that to money. Okay, so you're in debt, and I'm just going to say that because that was credit cards, whatever. You're in debt. You're living in a house that has too big of a mortgage payment. By the way, if you do, please call a mortgage banker and get them to look at your payment and see if you can't get a better mortgage amount, um, which happens all the time. But once you turn around and face it, even if it's terrible, it looks terrible. You, you buy the lake house, and you really couldn't afford it you then can look at what is real and what's true and own it, own it and do something about it. And I really, I have a hard time with people who 
can't do that because that's what life is. You've got to own the problems and fix them. It takes some guts. And I talk about, I've talked about guts before with y'all, Lauren, you, yeah. you know, you, you've got to get up and see what you, is the true story that you're actually dealing with. Yeah. And we, you know, Emily and I in our private practice, this is what we help people with too. I mean, everybody has to face the tiger. I mean, everybody has to at some point or another. And you know, even if you try to keep the tiger locked up in your closet, with a big lock on it, you know, yeah. and, and we can get some like strong deadbolts. However, there's still, he's still roaring at you from your, from your closet. And that happens and everybody has them. Like, it's not like you are by yourself, but the hard thing is because we're conditioned not to talk about these things that we think we're alone when really we're not. I mean, everybody mm -hmm. has something that they're dealing with. Maybe they don't want to deal with it on the surface, but it happens. They really, really are. And so what can you do about it? And that's what we're trying to give you are these arrows in your quiver so that you can deal with it. So I'm going to tell you how Andrew and I do. Andrew's my husband. We have a separate account for our big expenses that Helen was talking about. So all those things on that blue sheet, that attachment, those all go in an account. Now I've seen people deal with this two different ways. So I don't get a big bonus, neither does my husband. So for us, we have to make sure just our monthly, what we have, we allocate the right amount to that other account where we keep these dollars. Now, some of my clients, and this I think is an excellent situation if you can get there, get, it, get some sort of like big bonus at the end of the year or sometime during the year. I love that because you can actually take that practically, change your mindset of I'm going to, you know, decorate my whole house and get a car and going on a vacation this year because those dollars seem like such a big amount until you take the taxes out and everything else, then it's a reasonable amount. It's still a huge deal. It's awesome. But I've taught my, my clients do awesome at taking that big chunk and making sure that they take care of themselves first because a lot the of year. Times, yeah, the upcoming year, the upcoming year. So then you can breathe when you go on vacation because part of that is like when you're looking through this list, charitable contributions, vacations, things that you know you're going to want to do, camps. Um, you know, that's one thing that I'd probably add to, I can't remember if that's on there, but you know, summer anything, camp, sure. Anything that you have that. that you know is like a bulky item that when you get that bill on your credit card, you're like, oh, you know, has anyone ever done that before? That's what I do. I'm like, Grace, sure. and I feel like I'm going to die. I don't, but it feels like it a little bit. Um, but yet we just keep going through. If and also remember, if you don't get a budget, I mean, you don't get a bonus, which my husband never got a bonus until 10 years ago. Yeah. So we didn't have $5 extra coming in. So that's changing the mindset of looking at what the truth is and are you going to have to pay for summer camp? How much is it? You know, a hundred dollars. You've got to put say 10 bucks a month away for that and yeah. then you can pay for it. So a lot of people don't have the luxury of, of having a bonus. So you just have to work within that. That's exactly right. That's how my situation is. So basically I every year am trying to fill that bucket for the next year. And during the year where, where Helen and I were working together, and this is, this is a marathon and not a sprint. That's the other thing I would say. There's always things that I can be doing to tweak more. 
um, to do better, to do better in this way. There just are, are ways to do it. So, but in that year of like when I was reframing, which it, it takes a year. So, I mean, I don't want you to think some people can do it really, really quickly, but I, I'm not one of those people. So, you know, I was paying myself forward for what the kids were going to do next year yes, and that's dealing, dealing with the fact that I was still just trying to muddle through on that year also. So that's a weird year. It's a little awkward. Expect that that is going to be a little awkward because you're trying to pay yourself. So it's going to feel like a slim year because you're trying to take care of what you're, what you need to do that year, plus pay yourself forward in the next year. Um, even if you can I worry about the people. I worry about people hearing this though. Yeah. And they're thinking, well, you must have some ready income. My income is small. And, yeah. I, and that's if you're younger and you are starting out and you're trying to cover these bills. That's why I say you may have to cut some of them. You may have to get a second job. There's nothing wrong with it. And I say all the time, please learn how to say I can't afford that mm -hmm. because that is the best line, if you can teach your children, if you can teach yourself to say, you know, I've looked over my budget. I can't afford that. Yeah. All that is, is just guts. It's fabulous. But so many people won't use those words. They're just like, oh, I'll just charge it. And then when it comes in, then I've got even more of a problem. So what Lauren's talking about is if you have some income and you have some bonus, you, you have a little leeway. And I'm also want to cover the fact if you have if you don't and you're in trouble, there's also a way to get out by looking at this and saying what really is what I'm spending and what really is what I have coming in. And if you can't get out of that credit card, credit cards are great for some people. They are not great for everybody. I have a client and I told her, I said, I want you to take your credit cards, everything except for your debit card. I want you to freeze it just like you did in the 1980s or whenever credit cards came out. I want you to fill the bag with water pop your credit cards in there, stick them in the freezer. And she she has them still in there today. And I said, cause you're gonna have to wait for that to thaw out to make sure that you wanna get off your plan. And I don't think you're gonna want to. And so just know that like, yes, credit cards are good. If you wanna build credit, you never know when you're gonna need it. You hear all these things and all of those are true. But if you can't pay it off every month, what I want you to get to the goal of is just taking a month out to chill out with that and just actually chill out. Stick it in a Ziploc put it in your freezer. It works. I, you know, it's an old school trick, but it still works. And it's That's a great one. So anyway. Well, um, I have this list of things that y'all sent me the questions. And if somebody has a question, I'd love for anybody to ask a question. But um, so one of the questions that y'all sent me was, um, do you think you should talk about your budget with others? And I, I, that was an unusual one for me because I, I think a lot of, I tell this, a lot of my friends were, have always been extremely wealthy and I would sort of keep your budget information close to your best. I really would. And of course, talk to somebody. I mean, I talk to people all the time about their personal stuff, but I would kind of be working on that myself and not, listen, don't complain and don't, explain one of the best just keep it to yourself yeah unless you need to talk to someone about it i just wouldn't i mean you can tell people all day long yeah i put myself on a really strict budget and i'm feeling good about it i'm talking about the minutiae of it um 
So are there any questions having to do with the worksheets that you know of, Lauren, or that you see? What I was going to say is you're able to um, unmute your line and ask Helen a question directly, or I've been using the chat feature to kind of talk to you all about if you just want me to ask the question, then I can ask it through the chat. Now, one thing that we have done and we just completed our first one was the financial minimalism course. And I've asked Carrie Tiardo if she'll unmute her line while everyone's thinking of their questions, just to share your experience, because that's a smaller group of people within the Wealth Edit who are members who have gotten together and have kind of gone through that first six weeks of the course together. So while we're not sharing the particulars of any budget, we're all going through the same journey together, which was, I think it went well, but Carrie, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Hey, thanks. Um, can you guys hear me? Yeah. Awesome. Right. Helen, I think you're amazing. And if I could be you, I mean, I, I would in a heartbeat. Um, so I, I love I love it when you're on the Well Said It Wednesdays. Um, I love everything about budgeting and also am a self-proclaimed minimalist. Um, I, I try not to own too many material possessions. I don't have a problem with credit card debt or spending. Um, so the, the Wealth Edit financial minimalism course was really right up my alley and I, I loved it um, and, and I still love it. Our, our group is continuing into a next um, chapter, which I'm really, really looking forward to. But I mean, if there's anybody out there that's considering doing financial minimalism course, it's awesome. And it has a lot of these things that Helen's talking about too, like just talking about your spending and not getting into the minutia, like you said, um, but just being able to talk about like what you're struggling with um, and, and, you know, it, just having that group of women, you know, to be able to share that journey together and learn about and that, that's different. And I think that's so valuable because those people are there for the same reason. All I'm saying is like at lunch, Yes. You know, I would just keep those. I think it'd be fabulous if I had ever had a group of people that were in my same situation, which most of my friends never worked. And I saw real estate for 23 years. They just were not in my same place. And so it wasn't safe to say. Really exactly. But what you're talking about is what I wish I'd had. Really. <laughs> well, I think it, it's perfect. It's really perfect. And I feel like Personally, it's perfect to hear you speak today, knowing that yesterday we just finished this six weeks course. So we spent six weeks talking about our money, talking about our spending habits, and really just being more conscious, more aware. And then to have you come in and speak to us is just like a perfect tie-in. You know, it's just, it's really like, okay, I feel like, like a bookend. You know what I mean? Um, I do have a quick question for you though. Okay, good. Oh, okay. My, um, and this is just kind of, and I don't know if anybody else feels this way, but I feel like maybe somebody else does. Um, my income can fluctuate because of commissions. And so I know that my income will fluctuate between zero and let's say 2000 any given month. I have an average yearly because I'm into budgeting. So I've gone back the past two years, averaged out what my month is, but I typically budget based on my just base salary. Is that mm -hmm. something, and I kind of feel like, should I live a little? Should I budget for the average? How would you approach that? I love that you're basing your life on your base salary. Uh, that is <laughs> incredibly fabulous. So you obviously get it. But in the categories of the yearly savings, which is what I would do with some overage, I would put a category in there. I've got in there, 
vacations. And I, I consider that weekends or a week somewhere. I mean, it can be a splurge, any kind, or you can put vacations and splurge. And I put some money once every, whatever it is per month that you think you can afford to put in there. When you get extra, I'd put it in the savings account or in that quote coffee can, which is what I feel like I have coffee cans everywhere buried in the backyard. But that money can go into that category. And so again, when you have something you really want to splurge on, so scratch out vacation and just put splurge, which can be vacation. But let's say you want to buy a some, I don't know what, a boat. I don't know. But if you go there or a dinner out, let's get down to reality. Then you go to that category, you have the money. That's just, it's so valuable because you, you've earned it, you put it there, so take it out and spend it. That's spend awesome. it and have That's fun awesome. with it. I'll try and learn how to have fun. Thank you so much, Helen, for everything. This is, I'm, I'm gonna, so I'm gonna mute, but you're You obviously awesome. get it, you obviously get it. And I'm, I, I, I think that your life has got to be clearer and better because of the way you're doing your money. She's our budgeting ninja. She's really, really good at it. She's awesome. So, okay, I'm going to go through that. We've received some questions, so I'm just going to go down the line. Um, okay, so the first question is, we share everything. One pot of spending money. Do you think it's beneficial, or do you think it works better to create separate spending account? His, hers, big expenses, daily expenses. I, I definitely think you need to have separate spending expense account, accounts. Because Dickie, we've been married for a hundred years and we really don't have a problem with this because we're on the same page, but he has to have his own blow money is what I call it. If you want to throw it out a window, that's your money and you can do it. If you want to set a match to it, have fun. I have my own blow money and it has been great because we're not constantly saying, well, do you think I could get a shotgun and a few, whatever it is, but you see the point is that we have separate accounts because it's valuable to have your own money. It's, it, it's autonomy. Yes. Separate. I mean, obviously you're going to work together on what you're living on and what your mortgage and all that. I'm talking about quote fun money. Yeah, that's great. I agree. That's what, that's what we do too. And it's, um, it's been helpful. Okay. The second one is, okay. Freelance and unexpected income. How do you suggest freelancers handle their budget and the ebb and flow of their income that actually, and then it kind of flows into the next, um, question of, again, people that don't have fixed salaries and Carrie kind of touched on this, but it's tricky to plan with irregular income and things like quarterly tax payments. So sort of help us with like the freelance, um, you know, non-fixed salary people, how do you help them and what are some of your best tips? The best thing you can do right now today is to put yourself on the most stringent budget. This is a process and you're, you're trying to make this a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So stop today, make a list. What do I have to have this month? And start to try to live in that area and as you see, well, I've been too hard on myself. I can, I can let loose some in the entertainment category or the club category, but I would start by pulling way back and seeing, because if you're on a, a non-fixed income, some months you'll have a great month. 
Well, so if you're living within this budget I'm talking about, which is very stringent at the beginning, then that money has been put somewhere extra. Oh, I can I can divide up so much extra money into you know car maintenance and vacations and haircuts. And I, I can go from here to Aniston and back <laughs> with a list. But so that's how you do that. You pull in what is absolutely necessary, and then you go out from there depending on what you've made month to month. And some months, believe me, I sell real estate for 23 years. Some months ain't looking all that great. And I <laughs> you know, some months really good. I mean, you know, it's just the way it is. Yeah, I think especially too right now to like just take a look at the world around us and to maybe even be a little more conservative right now. You know, like, it, you know, we've, we've gotten the government stimulus. They're not going to be able to do that for everybody forever. Um, so now what can we do? Um, and what can you do? Because if, and plan for, and we have a crisis tool set, like we, we can actually recession stress test. If you've seen those charts that the wealth edit has behind the membership wall, you know, the, the stress testing of both your business and your individual's, um, dollars is very important. And to go through that exercise, if you're willing, um, I think would be a huge help. So Anyway, Helen, thank you again um, for everything. I can't remember what we're going to talk about next month, but it's going to be good as always. Have you, <laughs> do, you have some, do you have something? We were thinking about maybe a case study next month. Um, I, I have so much in my notes that from doing this for 10 years. Yeah. Believe me, I could talk about this till the end of time. I want to end with one thing. Yes. This takes some bravery. I mean, really, if you need to talk to me on the phone, Lauren has my information. If you need to come by my house, I live in Birmingham. I mean, I, I see people all the time. But what we're talking about is, I'm not saying it's easy. I'm saying it's really valuable. And that that is two different things. So I would say you got to find some guts. You got to live it and own it and tell your friends, hey, yeah, I'm on a budget and I am owning it. Mm -hmm. So move on dirty Harry. I mean, I'm going to get this. So it's hear what I'm saying. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm saying it's hugely valuable. And I would say too, and not to do a shameless plug, but for our financial minimalism wealth circle, and that's what Carrie was talking about where a small group of us get together and talk about this and kind of go through the course together. So it doesn't feel like you're alone. Um, that group was just so special. It was our first one. So of course, Emily and I weren't sure how it would go, but I, I mean, maybe I'm biased, but I thought it was great. Um, and we're going to start another one. We're going to take, we probably are going to take off. Well, it depends honestly on what happens with schools going back and all of that. But in the next few weeks, we're going to gauge interest on who wants to start that kind of 101 wealth circle with financial minimalism. The group that went through the first part, like I'm talking about the first 101 class, they're going to move to move up to 102. So um, it just kind of, you, build these, you build these kind of pods of, of women who are like-minded, who are trying to achieve the same thing, even though our goals might be different. And it's really special. I really think it is. So um, I wish I'd had that because that kind of group to share with is really important. Yeah. So well, thank you so much, Helen. We're so grateful for you always. And, um, and we will talk to you um, next month. Okay. Thank y'all for having me. I love it. Y'all just get brave. Okay. Stay healthy, everybody. Bye. All right. Take care.
We hope you enjoyed our podcast today. If you want to learn more about our website, please check us out at www.wealthedit.com. The Wealth Edit is an online membership-based community for women looking to confidently discuss and expand their knowledge of personal finance. Our community provides a space for women of all ages to gather, learn, and plan their financial journey through virtual courses, weekly guest speakers, and educational content.